And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, here we are again another day committed to being your consumer advocate, helping you understand your buying decisions here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Save our hotline number in your phone at some point. You may need it. 813-750-0550. ConsumerQB.com is the website as well. 813-750-0550. And check out ConsumerQB.com. You can see links there to all of our expert contributors on the website. And we would love to help you uh, with any of your buying decisions. Making you more street smart here is our tagline on the consumer quarterback show and we've got a great lineup for you today we're going to talk with attorney millie athanison uh, in studio we've got fred mew tampa screens in aluminum aka the tin man and we have uh, a gentleman as well representing gulf Gulfside uh, Hospice as well. So he's the cl- uh, Director of Clinical Services. We're going to jump into that in just a moment. Before we do, I want to talk about just a couple of hot real estate listings that we have here in Tampa Bay. 13204 Fawn Lily Drive. This is a beautiful property out in East Hillsborough County. It's a large home as well. You've got six bedrooms, four bath. Uh, over at 13204 Fawn Lily Drive, 4,500 plus square feet, water feature, waterfront, and a gated community, over $100,000 in upgrades. Great buying opportunity here in beautiful Tampa Bay. 1010 Bay Esplanade also, I'm going to bring you back over to Clearwater Beach here. Uh, 1010 Bay Esplanade, beautiful property. you got a sun deck on the third floor overlooking the Gulf of Mexico and the beautiful intercoastal waterways in Tampa Bay. Check out all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. And a quick shout out to the Bill Maher Beach Resort. You know, this is not a cookie cutter hotel. The Bill Maher Beach Resort is not like all those same chain hotels that you see everywhere Clyde and his staff do a great job Clyde Smith general manager Bill Maher Beach Resort uh, strict COVID-19 uh, protocols in place Sloppy Joe's on the beach serving breakfast two pools on site Sloppy Joe's Beach Bar talk to Clyde Smith book directly with them make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you the official hotel partner of the consumer quarterback show the beautiful Bill Maher Beach Resort on Treasure Island here in beautiful Tampa Bay Florida all right let's go to the phones we got Fred Mute Tampa screens in aluminum Fred how you doing sir I'm doing great Brandon how's everything over there hey good to hear it my friend i uh, you always have that upbeat attitude i love i love that and and uh, what a great company you work for uh great ownership and and helping out folks uh with their aluminum and screen projects well that adds to my upbeat attitude there you go that's right <laughs> you know if, if you represent a company that's supportive and that does a great job uh it's very easy to get up and go to work in the morning Absolutely. Yeah, it sure is. And uh, Millie's in studio, so I want to go ahead and and, kind of tease what she's going to talk about today. Attorney Millie Athanason, Law Offices of Millicent Athanason. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Hey, my pleasure. Good to have you. So what are we going to talk about today, Millie? I thought we'd talk about the impeachment process a little bit, since that seems to be a very hot topic right now. Yep, sure is. Trying to impeach a citizen versus a sitting president. So that's, I think that's some of the verbiage that uh, will play out. Yes, that is certainly there, what the argument is. Excellent. All there right, goes good stuff. my upbeat attitude. There goes your upbeat <laughs> attitude, he says. 
That's right, Fred. All right. So uh, real estate, Tampa Bay, Tampa screens and aluminum, beautiful, uh, you know, the ability to build that that patio, that screen room, that lanai onto your real estate properties and add value. And also, you know, Fred, topical is the uh, the uh, impact fees have gone up in Hillsborough County as well. Yeah, everything's going up. Uh, I, I took a price increase uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's um, it's the nature of the of the beast, so to speak. Uh, we typically take a price hike usually the end of January, beginning of February every year, but it's a little more significant this year uh, than in the past. You know, the supply and demand thing uh, factor that comes into play. There's so many of these rooms uh, that that are that are on the books that are proposed that people want to move forward with, and then uh, consequence consequently the the labor uh, has really significantly increased and that's all across the board that's tampa mm. screens and, and all of our competitors and the same with materials and un, also unfortunately is we, we're waiting longer to get a lot of materials a lot of the product cannot be uh, manufactured as quick as we would like to have it and uh i, I sold um, a pretty good size uh, room i think i sold the job in october we just finished it last week because we could not get the panel roof the panel roof was Oh, I don't know. Eight weeks out, and uh, and that hurts. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Slowing down the the whole transition of the job, finishing the job, and and then you're trying to manage expectations with your clients. And and you mentioned something too. So it's not just the cost of supplies. We're talking plywood, aluminum, uh, you know, the different different plastics, uh, and it's also the labor pool as well. So labor is is a challenge, and uh, you got the increase in the impact fees. So the impact fees have gone up but that's kind of offsetting because we're trying to increase the uh, infrastructure here in Tampa Bay you know people that complain about the roadways and the traffic jams uh, from time to time impact fees are going to help offset some of that and with all that said housing starts are up Fred so housing starts are up nationwide and of course here in Tampa Bay there's more and more construction starts every week yeah they uh, I saw an article on the news last week about the, the permitting in Pasco County Right. And uh, they, were, they were mentioning these astronomical number of permits. Um, well, go drive through Pasco County. You'll see it. It's nothing but construction everywhere you go. They're taking all that, uh, all that vacant land, and uh, it's being developed. Homes are going in. People are moving down from the north. Uh, the majority of the stuff that I'm writing right now is in the Pasco County area, but it's still, it's still problematic getting a permit in a timely manner. To, uh, permits run anywhere. I, I tell people four, four to ten weeks in Pasco. Um, I tell my customers um, six to 12 weeks in Hillsborough, and I tell them about six to eight weeks in the city of Tampa. Yeah. And, and, and that's the reality of it. And this is this is a screen room. This is a small job compared to, you know, uh, building a house. <clears throat> but they, all permits are running approximately the same time frame. So I wish that uh, the building departments would would step step up, gear it up a little bit so that we can push these permits out a little quicker. Now, I was going to ask you: Do they do they uh, put prioritize certain permits over others? For example, like if somebody has a roof that caved in or an issue where it's going to cause further damage, do they take that into account when they're assessing these permits? I don't believe they do, Brandon. I, I think that's a matter of um, the contractor doing what they can to push forward, and uh, in some cases, we can do that. When we have, well, and for example, in our business, uh, we have rooms that collapse, uh, trees fall on them. That kind of thing, and then you know, a lot of times that the, the tree hits the house and the house is, is in trouble. But we can get the screen room out of there once the trees move, and the screen room is not habitable space. 
So the you know the permitting for that screen room is not as as necessary as the permitting, say for the house roof that's been damaged. Right. So a lot of times that that permit will come through a lot faster, and and that's just reality. That's logic. So yeah. I and and I I personally experienced that um, several years back. A tree hit the house and. Uh, I lost my screen room, lost the roof, and the roof permit came through real quick. Screen room permit was still delayed, even though I'm in the business. <laughs> there you go. Now, we're talking with Fred Muth, uh, a.k.a. the Tin Man here, Tampa Screens and Aluminum on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Now, when you're adding uh, square footage, a lot of folks, they, they want to convert an old uh, screen room, patio lanai. Uh, sometimes the rooms may have windows. Sometimes they may not. Um or they might just be something that they just, you know, try to do that. Can you talk a little bit about from a contractor perspective, what you've seen over the years and how that square footage might be counted on public record and thusly affect that, you know, the, the goal is to take the 1800 square foot home and make it a uh, 2000 plus square foot home. Right. So they're trying to close in these structures. What have you seen in the year over the years on what actually counts and what cannot count in terms of heated square footage? If I take a screen room that was built to be a screen room, and if I convert it to a room that I'm going to call habitable space, yep. and, and sell the project that way, uh, I, I think that I'm uh, I think that I'm stepping on the wrong side of the ethics law because in in sincerity, uh, the the room was never designed to be habitable space from the beginning. Right. Uh, typically, your screen room goes in, uh, the concrete slab goes down, standard. And it doesn't. A lot of times, it doesn't have the the correct vapor barriers that's required for habitable space. And then the the footer requirement is definitely smaller on a screen room than it is on what would be considered a habitable space glass room. So I don't I don't think it's an it's a, it's it's ethically correct to convert it and try to turn that into habitable space. In most cases, the room the screen room would have to come down. And it would have to be from the ground up built as a habitable space product. Now, if you do, uh, for whatever reason, convert the screen room into habitable space, let's assume that the um, the slab was poured correctly with the intention at a later date to turn it into habitable space. And uh, when the screen room was built, it was built with heavier structure that would support the glass windows. Um, right. Once once you go through with that project, you 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 would have to bring in HVAC. Uh, I mean, you're not really required to have air conditioning, but you're required to have heat. And uh, a certain amount of elect- electric work would have to be done to to satisfy the building department for, for the habitable space requirement. So, so the you know now this room, uh, like the, the six thousand dollar screen room, um, would be compared to maybe an eighteen thousand dollar glass room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there's there's a way that you know they're trying to increase the structure. Uh, or the square footage on the structure uh, to allow for a higher sales price. But uh, especially for Pinellas County, for example, what last time I checked, you know, I had a property that was a similar situation and it came down to the exterior structure. So the exterior structure they're saying is not the same as the actual home, which was a, a stucco home. It may have been a block home, but even if it was a wood frame, it wouldn't have been the same type of a structure. So that's where they drew the line in terms of a, a zoning uh, from the county saying, no, that, that cannot be counted as added square footage. Even though you ran the ductwork in and you dropped some AC in there, it still cannot be counted uh, because of that difference in the exterior structure. That, that's correct. And I've come across that, too, in some of the real estate, steel, real estate transactions that I've dealt with in the past. 
And, uh, you know, it's a 900-square-foot screen room that was converted with glass windows, air yep. conditioning, uh, and heat, and electric. And then when the sale goes to commence, it's still nothing more than a screen room with glass windows. That's right. It is not, it is not an additional 900 square feet of habitable space because it was not permitted, permitted for yep. that initially. Yep, exactly. And then, and then another question that comes up: if, if you were to put on your own—I don't know who would do this—but put on your own your screen room or something without permits, uh, or you know, additions. You see people doing additions without permits, or you know, changing out certain features of their home uh, on a major level. Uh, that could be an issue as well when it comes time to resell your property, right, Fred? Oh, absolutely. And I see a lot of that. I'll, uh, I'll get a lead and uh, they want a new pool enclosure because they just bought the property and they just bought the house. And I go out there and you can see where there was a cage already there uh, and it's not there. So that cage had to disappear for the, uh, the real estate transaction to, uh, to, you know, to go through. Um, so what we do see quite often is a pool deck will be built, will be poured into an easement, into a drainage easement. And a lot of times the pool contractor, they can get a permit to do that because it's the, it's the deck itself or right. it's pu- pour, poured into a utility easement. You know, South Tampa, they have 10-foot utility easements in the back. Well, <clears throat> the, ten, the, the four or five foot of concrete that's poured into that utility easement is, is not a deterrent for uh, Tico to get in there specifically. They can still drive their trucks up and down over right. top of the, uh, the, the deck, not that the customer would like that. Um, but once once you put a structure on there, the, the rules change. So, right. uh, you know, you can't get the permit uh, for the enclosure if a portion of the deck is built into the easement. And it, and it happens quite often. So the room that was there, uh, that, that was obviously there, was had, had to be removed because it was built without a permit. And the, the real estate transaction would have never, never gone through with it, with it in place. And you, I'm sure you see that all the time. You probably have a um, a file with stacks of uh, <laughs> projects that are that are not able to close for similar reasons. I'm yep. assuming different challenges, different ways to negotiate it, and uh, you know ends up being a situation where you know you're cutting you're cutting your uh, <clears throat> your uh, price, your sales price, etc. Uh, we're talking with uh, Fred Muth here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, Tampa Screens and Aluminum. I'm your host Brandon Rhymes, and and Fred, we're coming into our time, our end time here for this segment. Uh, Give us the best way for people to contact you and then also your top tips. Well, we, we, we're still old school. 813-960-7064 works the best. Contact us, leave a message, and we're, uh, we're, re- we're real proactive on returning calls and, and getting the lead and working the lead and getting a price out. Give that number uh, again, 960 7064 813-960-7064. It goes right into our office. And uh, it just works like a champ. You know, we, cool. we have a website. Uh, we have www.tampascreensandaluminum.com. You can go, you can go that way as well. Um, my top tip, and I always say this, is regardless of the project, whether it's a screen room, whatever it is, make sure that as a consumer, you ask a lot of questions about the project. Uh, yeah. I'm not a believer that you need to keep it simple to make the sale in the construction business because construction is not simple. That's right. Uh, anything, anything that you don't disclose in a construction project is going to come back to bite you later, and it's going to create a problem with the customer. So right. uh, most, most of my customers, they will ask a lot of questions. I like that. My best customers are those when I first meet them, they've got a list. They've got the go. list. They look at me, and they, and they look at the list, and they think it's going to upset me. I go, ask away. I love it. 
<laughs> and they asked the questions. And, and, and it's the best part because you covered everything. Anything that you might have missed, they thought of. Right so, on. All right, good stuff. Hey, great, st- great job out there, Fred. Fred Muth, Tampa Screens in Aluminum. Thanks so much, my friend. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Likewise. All right, coming up, Attorney Millie Athanason in studio here. We're going to talk about uh, impeachment processes. We could probably get into a little estate planning, uh, maybe even talk about some family law, different areas of, of uh, you know, the legal side of things happening here uh, in Tampa Bay. And also our feel-good story of the day, Principal takes up second job at Walmart to help low-income students. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Ryan. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty with your real estate market update for Hillsborough County in Tampa Bay. Residential listings at the end of December 2020 were 2,634 properties active as listings. That is down 2,498 year over year, 2,498 less listings. That's down 48.7%. Coming down and looking at the solds, at the end of December, we had 2,505 properties sold. That's plus 262 sales, plus 11.7%. So the sales are up. Inventory is down 95% absorption rate in Hillsborough county and a 1.05 month supply a strong seller's market as well in hillsborough county reach out we'd love to talk to you if you're selling buying selling or investing in real estate my wife Lindsay and i own a top one percent ranked real estate team with keller williams realty 813-750-0550 call or text 813-750-0550 also you can see the website consumerqb.com consumerqb.com and we would love to help you win i'm a certified negotiation expert and we can help you win in your real estate deals if you're buying selling or investing and of course tune into our consumer quarterback show four o'clock drive time right here on am 860 to answer fm 93.7 on the fm dial thanks so much have a wonderful day My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at consumerqb.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here, consumer quarterback show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. 
Uh, we want to help you win in your real estate deals if you're buying, selling, or investing. Also, hiring. Uh, we're looking for just a couple of realtors right now to join our team. We've got a plethora of leads coming in, lots of opportunities, and of course, some great training, education, and support. PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Check out the website, PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. All right, we got attorney Millie Athanason back in. Welcome back, Millie. Thank Always you. good to have you. Uh, one of our legal brains associated with the show and, and a you know, a, a legal analyst here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. So, so many things are timely right now, but definitely the impeachment process. People are wondering why is it happening? It's a second time. Uh, there's so much, uh, depending on whichever side you're on. Of course, we're, um, you know, looking at it from a, a strictly uh, a legal standpoint today. But when you look at the impeachment, what, what do you think is happening there and, and what's the process? Right. So, obviously, the, the House has already voted. So, the president is deemed impeached because they have voted on that. So now the next step is for the Senate to hold a trial, if you will, uh, to determine if he should be convicted of what he was charged of, of the the impeachment. Yep. Um, so what that entails is that they would have to have a two-thirds or a supermajority in order to, to do that. And obviously several issues arise with this. The the main issue that's being belted around by legal scholars right now is what you were referencing earlier, and that is whether or not you can impeach a president after his term has ended. And there's obviously legal arguments on both sides of the fence on that. The Constitution, which gives the right to the House to actually vote for impeachment and the right to the Senate to try the case of impeachment is vague to some regard with regard to whether or not the the person has to be in the office at the time. Um, An argument as to why it should be allowed is because if if you didn't allow that to occur, then technically somebody in an office or position of trust would then be able to make all kinds of violations. And then if they have a well-timed exit, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no repercussion from mm-hmm. that. So there, there certainly is arguments on both sides of the fence. So you've got the one over here saying, no, we, we shouldn't impeach somebody that's in office. And the other side over here going, well, wait a minute. Then that means that anybody that's in office, they can do all these things and then, you know, skedaddle, give their resignation, do yeah. whatever. And then they, they can escape being convicted on the impeachment. Sure. So that's certainly um, an argument that's going to be examined. There's very little precedent out there uh, to make a determination one way or the other. There was a case back in the um, 1800s with the Secretary of War, mm-hmm. um, and there was evidence of corruption. And in that particular case, he sent in a letter of resignation in hopes to avoid the impeachment process. They went ahead and did the impeachment. However, he was acquitted. Mm. And in reading the notes on that, one of the main reasons that that the Secretary of War was acquitted was because there were many people in the Senate that did believe that since he already turned in his resignation, okay, the point's moot. Yeah. 
So, and I agree almost, you know, with that point is like, listen, let's do, let's get back to work for the American people. I mean, I feel like so many people are there with this impeachment. They're just dragging on this whole thing. We got drugged through every four years. We get drugged through this worst divisive thing. People are getting in Facebook fights. You're hearing about families arguing with each other. And it's really, it's again, back to that Stephen Covey sphere of concern, sphere of, of, of influence. What can we really influence? Yeah, we get a vote, but at the same time, you know, the, You've got uh, the, the the politicians in D.C. The power that, that's there's billions and trillions of dollars being floated around now. So I wish they would just get back to work for the American people and let's keep some of the money local instead of shipping it to Pakistan for gender studies and all those which we know are probably just an off off brand uh, you know deem of kickbacks and money going to contractors and siblings et cetera. The definition of nepotism you know in some of these some of these scenarios. So yeah, let's get back to work for the American people. I feel like we should stop wasting money on these 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 things. So, oh, we're coming into a break. We'll be right back. Uh, we'll get your uh, take on that. Attorney Millie Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Athanasonlaw.com. A-T-H-A-N-A-S-O-N law.com. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. And I tell you about Brothers Easy Moving uh, because they do a great job when it comes to moving. Whether you're planning a local or long-distance move, uh, we would urge you to reach out to Brothers Easy Moving. And just like many of our expert contributors, uh, I can tell you they are a first-class organization from first-hand experience. They did a great job moving my family to our new home, and I highly recommend Brothers Easy Moving. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right, Attorney Millie Athanason back in studio. We kind of left it hanging there on the impeachment, and I was just saying, hey, I want them to get back to work for the American people. It reminds me, too, back in the day when we did we really need to bring in the athletes and talk about are you doing steroids or not, Sosha, uh, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire. Just, you know, to me, that's just, is that really in the best interest of the American people finding out if these baseball players are hitting more home runs because they did juice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. Some of these things they're doing is just, you know, it's really disheartening. And I think more and more people, that's why Congress has what a 12% approval rating. Well, one of the issues that you have here, which is kind of a unique situation is that, you know, they've made 130 arrests or so it might be more by now. Um, of these rioters and picketers that caused the destruction to the federal property uh, and, and uh, to the White House area. To the Capitol. I'm sorry, the Capitol. Yep. Um, so the the problem is, is the defense that a lot of these rioters and people that were arrested are raising yeah. is they're saying, oh, well, the president told me to do it. 
Right. And so now you've got a situation where yeah. you've got all these people saying, oh, the president made me did it. Probably because they're saying that for their own defense. Understood. You're going to pull out whatever goodies you sure. got in your defense bag. I get that. Um, but then it makes it kind of difficult for Congress to ignore this situation. Yeah. Um, that I'm not I don't think politically that there's going to be a conviction on it. And I don't think that that was the main reason for the impeachment. Anyway, the impeachment really wasn't, in, in my estimation, to uh, to have him convicted on, on those issues. It was more to disqualify him. Right. From, from the second run, because they're nervous about 2024. Well, they're nervous to some people. I think, yes, the Democrats may be nervous in that regard. However, right now, there's so much dissension within the Republican Party. Yeah. I think they're nervous, too, Yeah. to, to, to be honest, uh, because this doesn't really help them politically at all. Yeah. I mean, you have people that were Trump supporters that have turned against him. Then you have people that were Trump supporters that have stayed with him. And then there's that kind of the middle of the road group yeah. that, yeah, they supported him, but they they kind of pulled themselves back when this insurrection came about and they're really afraid to stand behind him because of their own political careers yeah they love to ride the coattails when he was hot yeah and then (laughs) now and the thing that gets me that just the total hypocrisy of the whole situation is where were all these people during the 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 riots in portland the riots in seattle the riots and all these other places but anyways you know that's the challenge that you see and there's also you know rumors and also proof video evidence of antifa and other people being in that crowd acting like a trump supporter there was you know there's there's groups out there that were seen uh um you know promote or uh you know planning and promoting that they hey we're going to show up but if you wear your trump hat backwards we'll know who you are you know what i mean so there's there's all these different rumors out there too you know and and again that's what i guess the purpose of a trial is is all of this stuff comes out it's going to be hard for them i think as i said to ignore it yeah i don't necessarily think that the the conviction is going to occur. But then there's another issue out there. So if you don't have the conviction on the actual impeachment charges itself, can you then have a vote to disqualify? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's half the legal scholars are saying, yeah, you could do one without the other. The other half says, no, 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 no. It's attached there too. Right. So I think that's another issue. So that even if there was a conviction, would that serve the purpose of getting what they really wanted, which which is the disqualification? The DQ, because they're, they're nervous about the 2024 run. Yeah. And so now on, on the disqualification, you only need a regular majority, so more than 50 percent. But on the conviction for the impeachment charges, you need the supermajority or the two-thirds. So that means that 17 Republican senators are going to have to vote. Yeah. For the conviction. So I, I think that's going to be a difficult one to accomplish because yeah. even people that have said like Mitch McConnell, who's who's the minority leader and is a Republican, yep. you know, he's even said that, well, maybe he should be prosecuted because of the insurrection. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing and I don't know if you've noticed this, too, is time kind of marches on. Mm-hmm. People are backing off that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so hot <laughs> in the moment. Exactly. It's yeah. hot in the moment. And he didn't say, go burn down the building, go tear down the wall. He said, peacefully protest, peacefully walk over there, you know, at least the clips that you see, you know. So then that's that's the challenge. And it's that and that the whole thing is just a frustrating time 
uh, for the American people. And it's just let's close that chapter. Let's do some good for the uh, for the, for the you know political environment and people. You know, let's get back to work for the American people. Let's increase jobs. Let's talk about bringing you know America first types type things again. Well, I think that that's all valid. However, this is not going to go away. And so we have to be realistic and and deal with the problems at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the protesters that were arrested professed that there was a speech outside the White House claiming that if they didn't fight like hell, they won't have a country anymore. So I don't yeah. think that can be ignored, even though, yes, I, I mean, I think even President Biden, I mean, from what he says, he really wants to just move forward with instituting policies, good, bad or indifferent mm-hmm. and not deal with this. But I don't think that we can not deal with this. Yeah. It's something that's going to happen. It's going to be sensational, sensationalized. Yep. It's on every major network. Yep. <laughs> You've got all kinds of legal analysts being interviewed all over the place to discuss this because it also has a lot of uh, constitutional proportionate issues that that could set precedent going forward. Yeah. So there are really interesting legal arguments if you're studying right. it from as a legal scholar kind of a thing. That's right. Uh, and I, I don't practice in the area of constitutional law, but it certainly is something that's noteworthy. And I think something that's going to kind of go down in our record books as to what happens here. So you do practice the estate planning. Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I practice plaintiff's personal injury, family law and in, in, in estate planning. Um you know, right now, I certainly advocate everybody doing um, as, as far as spring cleaning kind of concern. You yep. should do an insurance policy review there to make go. sure that you've got really good coverages on both your homeowners and on your auto policy. Yep. Um, this is the, the time when a lot of things renew. That's and, right. and a lot of people, you know, they get the bill in the mail and they just pay it and they don't pay attention to what the renewal terms exactly. are. Exactly. So. So I think it's a really good time to go through some of that and to, you know, see, make sure that you've got the right kind of coverages. Um, even with the pandemic, there's license plates from all other states all yeah. over the place. And we don't know when somebody comes into the state, there, there's no radar signal that right. posts for us what kind of coverage they have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? And so you don't know if you get hit, you know, you may get hit by the Coca-Cola truck or you may get hit by somebody that has no insurance yeah exactly and especially with open opening up the borders again you know hey you never know people are going to be driving there's going to be a lot of things all right so millie athanison law offices of millicent athanison law athanisonlaw.com estate plans family law uh personal injury law and you're offering to, to do a review if somebody oh, wants to help absolutely. with the review if, okay. if you want to bring in your policy i'll absolutely take a look at it and also explain to you what the different coverages are because a lot of people they're paying for coverage they don't even know what it means um, and a lot of times you try trust your agent or you're just purchasing it online yep. so they don't give you an explanation online they just list the coverages and you buy them or don't buy them it could be a big mistake it could be so by yep. all means you want to learn what those terms mean and i'm really happy to help people with that 
um, because, you know, prior to me going to law school 30 years ago, I was one of those people that didn't know. That's right. <laughs> so, so text text review and we'll have Millie take a look at some of your policies for you, estate plans and family law, personal injury, insurance policies. Uh, text review to our hotline, 813-750-0550. You can text review to 813-750-0550 and we'll put you in touch with Millie Athanason, yes. Athanason Law. Dot com. Well, thank you. Thank you. And if you want to reach me directly, my number is one eight three three ask milly M-I-L-L-Y. Awesome. And and you can get a hold of me that way, too. Um, oh, I think we're at the end of the segment, we're coming, right? Yeah, we're coming to the end. But <laughs> yeah. 833-ASK-MILLY. Yes. I love the phone number. And then athanasonlaw.com. Thanks for talking impeachment with us and, and breaking all that down for us. Okay, thank you. Cool. All, all right, right, my pleasure. All right, coming up, we've got Gulfside uh, Hospice, Gulfside, Gulfside Healthcare Services in studio. And we are going to talk to uh, the Director of Clinical Services, uh, Eduardo, is going to be in studio. All right, stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty with your Pasco County real estate market update for residential listings in Pasco County. At the end of 2020, December 2020, we had 1,361 properties available. That is down 1,429 less listings, and that's down 51.2% year over year. Now, looking at the sales, you had 1,260 properties sell at the end of December 2020. That's plus 156 sales, plus 14.7%. So dividing the solds by the listed, that gives us a 93% absorption rate. Wow, 93% absorption rate, and it's only a 1.08 month supply. It's a strong seller's market in Pasco County, and my wife Lindsay and I own a top real estate team here in Tampa Bay, top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. So if you're selling property, we would love to talk to you to help you maximize the exposure, maximize the profits, and I'm a certified negotiation expert, so we can help you win in your real estate deals. Give us a call, 813-750-0550, 850. Also, you can view the website at consumerqb.com. That's consumerqb.com. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate your support, and we'll see you on the radio. Four o'clock drive time, AM 860, The Answer. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. 
online at consumerqb.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here. I'm your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show. It's all about helping you win, helping you understand your buying decisions as a consumer advocate here in Tampa Bay. And I just, I love this segment. We get to talk about health and healthcare services and things happening uh, in that space. So it's it's another one of our examples of our expert contributors that we bring on the show to help you, you know, understand these different areas of life that we may not have learned in school or, you know, it just gets confusing sometimes. So so I want to welcome Ed Eduardo into studio, Director of Clinical Services, Gulfside Healthcare Services. Welcome in, my friend. Thank you for having us here, Brendan. Hey, my pleasure. And um, Eduardo Pontenay. Pontenet. Pontenet. Right. I forgot the T. Yes. Darn it. Okay. So yeah, when you when you we've had a lot of great uh, folks from uh, Gulfside Healthcare Services on the show. Just a great team as well. And uh, you're one of the newest members with Gulfside team. I am. I'm the newest acquisition of the leadership team at Gulfside. Awesome. And and what does that entail? Well, basically, I'm the director of clinical services. I take care of an outstanding team of clinicians taking care of all of our patients and just assuring that all of our patients receive a high standard quality care and hospice. Perfect. Let's give the overview, too, because Gulfside Healthcare Services has three main pillars of services for folks out there. We do. We have hospice, we have home health, and we have palliative care. And while oftenly out in the community, these three services are a little bit confusing, um, it's important to point out that hospice care focuses on life-limiting conditions with a poor prognosis. So we take care of patients that are approximating end of life. While home health is more focused on skilled nursing, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. Mm. And the main focus of home health, home health is the well-being of the patient, you know, getting that patient back to where they were before. And, and letting the, the aunt, the uncle, the, you know, the, the person who's been taking care of them, giving them a little bit of a break and right. giving their life back. Right? Definitely. And that yeah. we do on the three um, service line. Then yep. palliative care, our last service line, focus on providing um Symptom management for patients that are undergoing uh, acute illnesses and, you know, Mm. that are struggling with symptoms such as pain when they're in uh, chemotherapy, radiotherapy for cancer. To Mm. give you an example, palliative care helps with managing those symptoms. Yeah. And I think even like an automobile accident or a a motorcycle accident would fall under palliative as well. Right. Whatever um, condition that might bring up uh, symptoms that are difficult to manage for um, regular clinicians out in the hospital and other settings, our palliative care team is ready to assist. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. And, you know, I, I just love how you have a comprehensive approach there. You've got chaplain social workers, nurses, doctors, just a great team that comes together, uh, you know, much like the Super Bowl's coming to Tampa Bay, the Bucks. we've all heard about that. But this is a team of, of really utmost importance as well uh, for folks out there that are dealing with one of those types of scenarios. Talk a little bit about the team and how it works. They are. Those are our heroes here at Goldside. Yeah. Um, so that is the interdisciplinary group. Those are chaplains, nurses, home health aides, uh, doctors. Uh, nurse practitioners as well, that are providing dignity and compassionate care to our patients and making sure that all their needs are met within a timely manner and with the highest quality standards out in the market of healthcare. Yeah. And and I just love the fact that you have chaplains on on staff. You know, it, it's it's one of those scenarios right now. And we I think we've seen this play out also uh, with, with COVID-19, with what's happening with, uh, you know, folks being stuck at home. And, and you know, I, I just heard a story of one lady. She, she was told she had to be quarantined for 14 days, and she told the doctor, just go ahead and euthanize me. You know, it was a story that I just saw on social media or, or one of the outlets. It's where do I get my news from? It's coming from all angles right today. 
But, you know, talk about that because the, the chaplains come in, they're talking to folks about their, their religious preferences, you know, the, potentially the afterlife. I, I think that's such a really awesome service. And you guys are a nonprofit uh, as well. We are. So definitely I see it as a puzzle. It's, if there's a piece yeah. of the puzzle missing, things are not going to go quite right. And our chaplains and social workers are there to provide that extra support that nurses and doctors cannot do on their own. To give you an example, our doctors and nurses can do all they can to manage a patient's pain, but if that pain comes from an emotional perspective or a spiritual perspective, that pain is never going to go away. Right. So all the team does is put everything together and all the pieces in the puzzle to make sure that our patient is wrapped up and care within, you know, dignity and compassionate care provided to them. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, Eduardo. If you just joined us, uh, we're talking with uh, Eduardo. He's a director of clinical services here with Gulfside Healthcare Services, Gulfside Hospice as well. And and when you look at nurses and and CNAs working together, um, what's what's the difference? What is a CNA exactly? So the difference between both of those uh, nursing disciplines, uh, nurses are RNs, registered nurses that okay. mainly focus on symptom management, wound care, and all those bedside um, nursing skills. And then CNAs basically or home health aides provide the care of the patient in terms of personal care, hygiene, bathing the patient, um, shaving them, and they do provide the family members, they take out a little bit of the burden of caring for that patient. Right. They visit the patient a little bit more frequently than uh, RNs do or any of other of the disciplines that provide care. Yeah, and that's important. And when you look at the nursing team and, and the support that uh, the caregivers uh, give, uh, when, when you look at the families as well, it seems like there's an educational process in, in that and in, in almost like a training as well for some of the family members. Definitely. All of our disciplines, when they go into a patient's home, into the nursing facilities, or they're in contact with family members, all they do is educate, not only on the process that the patient is going through, but how they can care for more easily and more efficiently to meet the patient's needs. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff is not just during the day. It's during the middle of the night, and people are like, what do I do now? And Right, and that's easy why button, right? we have our triage um, nurses that are ready 24-7. Yep. I mean, we never stop working. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday, it's Christmas, whenever it is, we're there to assist. Um, our triage center, of course, comes on board after hours when the office is not open, but our clinicians are ready to assist in whatever the needs might be of the patient or the patient's family as well. Yeah, yeah, it's important. And um, when, when you look at careers and, and people, they get into nursing, they don't really know exactly what to expect. And then, you know, then they, they might say, OK, well, let's let's look at hospice. You know, being a hospice nurse, you know, has to be one of the most challenging yet rewarding nursing jobs. Uh, can you give us an idea of, of, you know, kind of what their day to day is like? It is. I mean, hospice is a very special nursing side of, of healthcare, And their day is very busy, I can tell you. I mean, our yeah. nurses work on a schedule on a weekly basis, and they prioritize which patient needs to be seen first, which patient has more needs, which patient needs to see more frequently to make sure that we are addressing the symptoms of our patient. So um, they work in collaboration with all of the disciplines. I mean, the nurses are called in hospice case managers because they kind of manage everything, all of the continuum of care of that patient while in our services. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And you know, I, I think also just by looking at the migration patterns, we talk a lot about real estate on this show, business, finance, estate and tax planning, lots of different categories. Uh, but today, we're, you know, we're talking about whole, um, healthcare and, and nonprofit that is uh, Gulfside Healthcare Services. 
we look at a changing demographic in Florida. We look at an aging demographic, especially with baby boomers still retiring, and now more and more uh, folks from the Northeast, New York, New York, New Jersey. You know, some from California. I think they're probably landing more in Texas, though. Um, the the challenging side, but so people, you know, there's a demand for nurses right now. Definitely. And, and are you hiring and looking for those types of support staff and nurses to hire? Yes, absolutely. Many, many research studies show that um, the need for RNs is increasing on a day-by-day basis. Wow. And we're continuously hiring to meet the needs of our patients. Um, we do hire continuously. Our RNs, hospice aides, um, social workers, chaplains, all of the disciplines, we're continuously looking for talented um, people that wants to come on board with us. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, what a great team you guys have over there at Health, Health uh, Gulfside Healthcare Services. When you when you look at contacting and, and folks in the community, there's also you know much more that goes along with this. We're kind of running short on time, but there's donation facilities. Folks can donate to the different uh, facilities that you have as well. But what's a great way to for folks to get in contact with you and and to reach out and say, yeah, I'd love to support and maybe donate. And I don't, by the way, my um, my niece or my daughter is just getting out of college. She's looking to get a nursing job. You know, lots of ways people can interact. And that's what we love about our show. We want it to be more of an interacting show. How can people reach you? They can definitely reach us by phone at 800-561-4883. Um, they can also reach us uh, via our web webpage. That's www.golfside.org or in social media, Facebook and LinkedIn under healthcare, uh, Golfside Healthcare Services. Golfside Healthcare Services, golfside.org. That's a nice short URL, super right. easy, golfside.org. And the 800 number is 800-561-4883, Golfside Healthcare Services. And uh, parting words, we got about a 30-second uh, window here. Give us a parting words, nuggets of advice for our, our listeners, our viewers, maybe even the families, members out there that are kind of struggling right now. So for all of those that are struggling with caring for their loved one, uh, many research studies also show that bringing hospice on board on time, way ahead of what's coming on, it's beneficial, not only for families, but for patients. We're here to assist you and whatever the needs of your family member is, if they meet the criteria for hospice care, we'll be happy to assist you guys. Yeah. So give us a call. We're here to help. That's awesome. Yeah, get so get involved early in the process. Don't delay don't wait until it gets to a snowball effect because I imagine it snowballs pretty quickly. Definitely. And then you're kind of playing catch up and you're chasing the ball down the hill. Yes, and let us assist you and you enjoying with your loved one the times, this end times. All right, Eduardo, great stuff. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for coming in. And as we always say, we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community and continue to tune into the show. Of course, we, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, reach out to the hotline or the website, consumerqb.com. Anything that you heard about on the show today, we would love to connect with you on social at Brandon Rhymes one on Instagram and Twitter and the Consumer Quarterback Show page as well. We'll see you next time. Consumerqb.com. You've been listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes whether it's real estate consumer or financial advice let brandon call your next play contact brandon rhymes at 813-670-7372 that's 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the consumer quarterback show